So, pulling out the troops from Afghanistan, uh, Joe Biden's uh, way of doing it uh, wasn't too pretty. It was more like run for run for the exit. <laughs> um, didn't go well. Uh, people got injured on the the runway. Uh, there were crowds of people trying to board the plane, and I think people were trying to hang on to the plane, and uh, some people fell off the plane. I mean, it was... Uh, there was a crowd trying to uh, just hang on to the plane as it was leaving. Um, that uh, footage looks horrible. That's a really bad embarrassment. This is the... Uh, this is a really bad embarrassment. This is up there. It's not the worst. Uh, the worst was getting involved in the first place with no real plan. Uh, that's worse. Um, exiting like this is... Uh, everybody knew that there was no real plan abroad. Um, a lot of people knew abroad. Not everybody, but a lot of people... Abroad knew that there was no real plan to U.S. and foreign intervention in a, a lot of countries, and Afghanistan is one of those countries. Americans were pretty much questioning that for the longest time. I think uh, Ron Paul was talking about that in uh, 2011. Um, so Trump wanted to exit. Uh, Afghanistan as well. I think he had a plan. He talked with uh, the Taliban leaders and military and the U.S. military generals and leaders and commanders and Afghani, Afghani leaders and military personnel and uh, generals and commanders. So he was, uh, and I think there, were, there was more involved in that too and that, that meeting was being discussed how uh, things would be hashed out after the U.S. would exit, and that was that was important. That was very important. Uh, that would have made all the difference um, in this situation. And just this was the worst exit, uh, worst way to exit with without a plan and just abruptly exiting under the Biden administration. This was this was horrible. And not only uh, was the execution horrible. His interview is horrible. I think he was like, "Oh, well, that just that happened five, four or five days ago, man. Forget about it." Like he kind of had that attitude, and he said four or five that happened four or five days ago. That was four or five days ago. Like that's uh, well, sure, uh, that's within a week. Uh, that's a current, uh, pretty current discussion. Um, so that looked really bad. Now, uh, media, left media is still doing a ton of censorship for Biden. Um, he's still being protected. Uh, the New World Order, uh, they, they knew this was going to happen. Um, they were pretty much <laughs> knew about this way before we did. Um... But they knew Biden was going to make the mistake. They ultimately wanted to remain there, but 
it, uh, they knew Biden was forced into a position where he was going to have to basically agree to withdraw the troops uh, because Trump did. Uh, so in order to seem like he's further left than Trump, he agreed to to do it uh, or to at least be on equal standing because if he basically wanted to, if he wanted to stay longer and basically keep the troops there, he would have been seen as more uh, far right wing than Trump. So his hand was forced and he did things in the worst way possible. He was forced to take the um, anti-war position, which is good. That's a good thing, uh, especially in this day and age where we need to be uh, saving the money and spending it on our own citizens. Um, I'm not necessarily saying we need to slash the military budget. I just think it's more productive to invest in the military training and uh, equipment and uh, research and rather than spending it on occupying Afghanistan and other countries. Uh, we could simply fortify our military with that money instead. Uh, and I think that would be a much more productive. Um, anyway, um, Biden is, they're not going to get rid of him. Uh, they're they're still protecting him. The uh, media is still protecting him. Uh, there's still like it's still a little kind of hard to find the the full clip of the interview. Uh, there's I think CNN touches on some of the important parts for like uh, a couple of minutes when Joe Biden was speaking with George Stephanopoulos. Um, but other than that, it's the other news anchors interpreting what happened in that interview and doing some damage control the uh, best they could um, while trying to remain like they seem honest. But it it was... That was a mess. Uh, the other news stations just simply omitted and cut out the parts where Biden said, oh, that was four or five days ago, man. Forgot. Like, they cut those parts out. Like, that was his attitude. Like... Uh, didn't go well at all. It's a big embarrassment. It's not the worst embarrassment. Uh, getting involved, like I said, getting involved in the first place is without a plan was the worst part of it all. Uh, exiting, you could have saved, like, could have saved face, like the U.S. could have saved face if they exited well, but uh, so in a way this was, this was also highly important because now it's, it's a, it's a black eye type of exit. It's a really bad... It looks really bad uh, with uh, to our foreign policy <clears throat> with the rest of the world. We just up and leave for the exit. Um, so, what will happened with Biden? Well, I mean, there was talk that he was going to be replaced for a while, but I don't think that's, I don't think they want to do that. Um, because there's other incompetent people that are going to replace him and they're going to be worse. Um, 
in a different way. Uh, they know how Biden is, respectively. Um, they know he's in decline, but they know Kamala Harris doesn't have experience and that she's been basically agreeing with Biden because Biden has the experience, but she doesn't have very good opinions on her own. Uh, she's flip-flopped on her position at the border uh, from when she was running to when she was actually vice president and um, pretty much handling that in the most disastrous way possible, showed up at the border for posterity measures, and uh, she's getting a ton of media protection. Like, these people are are getting... They're, they're screwing up incredibly bad and getting the best possible gaslighting coverage... They can get like this is gaslighting what they're what uh, the mainstream media is doing. They're just pretending that these really awful people are really good at their job. <laughs> they're not. Uh, they really aren't. Um, they're also okay. Third in command. Back to the topic I was talking about. Third in command is Pelosi, Speaker of the House. Um, is she better than Kamala Harris? Uh, that one's uh, a tough decision there. Like, who's worse, Kamala Harris or Pelosi? Who's better, Kamala Harris or Pelosi? Whichever discussion you have, uh, that's going to be a tough one because. Uh, Pelosi also has dementia problems. Um, they're just not talking about it that much because she's not in the spotlight. But she does have uh, dementia problems like Joe Biden. Um, so she's not going to be that great uh, either. Kamala Harris doesn't have dementia, but she doesn't have experience. Uh he really does not have the experience in, in critical thinking and judgment uh, that you would want out of a leader. This is kind of like some person that's reactionary and makes whimsical decisions becoming the president all of a sudden and then just reacting to whatever shows up. Um, that's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. They're going to run the place... Um, like imperialist Nazis and that's ultimately what they are because imperialists make demands they don't give options they make mandates they create mandates that's all they do they just give mandates and if I left it at that it would just be imperialist fascists but no they gotta throw race in the mix that makes them Nazis uh, more or less, they just haven't gassed uh, a bunch of people in gas chambers, but they uh, do have some culpability, and some of their people, Fauci, did fund 
the game of function experiments with the coronavirus. So some people that represent their party are responsible for the creation of the coronavirus, being able to spread from animals to humans. So they need to be held accountable. They really should. I mean, those, or not just Fauci, like Fauci should uh, be getting dealt some justice. Uh, but the same thing with uh, the, um, the organizations that were involved and uh, also other investors and, and people that pulled the trigger on these decisions. Those people need to be held accountable. And those people are not in the spotlight like Dr. Fauci is, uh, but they are ultimately responsible for the release of the virus. Uh, the virus, uh, that's affected quite a bit of people. So yeah, I think my assessment that Kamala and, or Pelosi and even Biden, like they run the place like imperialist Nazis. Uh, they can't do it outright. I don't think Biden is, is able to, like these, the administration is not yet able to just simply announce that they are Nazis. They're not going to do that. They're, this is like the point where they've crossed the line into being Nazis. Like, just a little bit. Not a whole lot. They haven't gone full-blown yet. Uh, they're doing it subtly. But they've done it. Um, they've... They're taking away human rights. Like, you have a right to what goes in your body. And they're trying to get us coerced. Like, you can't travel without a vaccine, vaccine passports, and you can't work here if you don't have um, a vaccine. This vaccine is experimental. It's still experimental. Um, and there's some... Many doctors that have different theories that... If you wear a mask, that only a certain... It's going to reduce the amount of coronavirus particles getting into your system. And that would more likely make it to where it can actually build up immunity to the virus. Or, if you do get sick from it, it may not be as bad. Because uh, it gives your body more time to react. Um... However, um, putting a mask on isn't really going to affect you unless you're wearing it maybe all the time and it's affect affecting your oxygen intake constantly, which if you're not around people, like if there's not a lot of people around, you really like wouldn't need to be wearing a mask if you're in a place where there's not a lot of traffic, human traffic. Now, supermarket places, uh, stores where there is a lot of traffic, yeah, it's probably wear the mask, but you're not going to be in the store for maybe more than two or three hours, and that's for somebody that's really taking their time there, and you really shouldn't be taking your time in a in a store like that. But anyway, 
Um, back to the subject matter. Yeah, these people... These people are, are bad people. They've already crossed the line. They're, they're violating human rights. Uh, they don't talk about these things like I just did with uh, the masks and the particles. There was a doctor that was talking about that, that stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, they have access to the best information. Now, when you're at the top like that, like I'm sure uh, they're being confronted by everyone that claims that they're the best in their field and needs to listen to them and they got to make the decisions and that's why they have to have experience if you get somebody that's not experienced and doesn't have good judgment and they believe the first person that comes to them all the time and that that person claims that they're the best and they listen to them well uh there's going to be somebody that's not as legitimate and they're going to give bad advice it's going to get listened to first and uh, mistakes are going to be made people are going to die that's just the, the sad reality of it uh, let me start to conclude this here uh, basically I think uh well, we shouldn't completely eliminate the opposition. Um, there still is some resistance. People can still do things. I mean, if, from the left, like, people should be fighting for Medicare for all. Um, like, because that's going to help everybody. That's that's something that's really is going to benefit everybody. Uh, cleaner and environmental protocol, yeah, sure. That's going to that's gonna help everybody. These are good things to fight for. On the right, uh, protecting our freedoms, protecting the Second Amendment. we got to fight for those things, and uh, we also need to not get our rights violated like they are. Uh, like, people need to make a, a stink about this stuff, about having to get vaccinated, you know? Uh, we don't have to work for these people. Um, worse comes to worse. Sure, we're trapped in a situation where you got to pay taxes, they're... Uh, house home ta uh, homeowner uh, property tax. Um, you got to pay property tax. You got to pay the bills. You have to you have a family to to feed. But there are options out there. And if I mean, weigh the pros and cons. I mean, if you're not in a dire situation and you don't want them. Uh, violating your your rights and uh, making demands to get vaccinated, then uh, take some action. Uh, work somewhere else. Uh, just don't, don't let these people just roll you over. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're not world peace hippie leftists. These are imperialist Nazis. They make demands and they force you into them. They use coercive action, which is basically what's being done with the vaccine passports and the jobs. Um, real leftists were not like that. Real leftists were for the working class. They were for the working man. They were 
they were for health care for everyone. They were for world peace, and they were very nice people. And trying to save the planet, the ideas were progressive. Uh, they were trying to heal the world with love. That's what the left was about. This is not the left that we're dealing with. We're not dealing with the left. We're dealing with imperialist Nazis. And they're so far right that the Republicans are feeling it too. They just don't know that they are dealing with the enemy that they're meant to fight with right now. The Republicans, the right wing, are being outrighted. Let me conclude this here. Uh, we got to stand up for ourselves. Uh, we have to make decisions that are going to affect the future one person at a time. Thank you for your time.